Yo, 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 what is up? This is High on Soccer, and I would like to introduce ourselves. My name, Dylan Monroy, and Jorge Martinez, say hello. What a do. What a do, Jorge, and welcome to the Midweek Podcast. Uh, bro. What's up, man? Some big games happened today, or this week, because Champions League is back. And, you know, last weekend there were some pretty good games, but there's some pretty good games here, too. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's well, kinda, it was kind of nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, bro, we love soccer so much. Uh-huh. Sometimes I my excitement is just like, I just want to get right into the stuff. Dude, I feel you, man. You know what let's I mean? Just jump and then, in, dude. let's do it. Let's do it. Um, your well, boys. My dog. We'll start with Tuesday, man. All right. Because right, so Chelsea versus Leo, Christian Pulisic versus Wea? Ooh. Where did Bitter, we... Bittersweet. Yeah, we bittersweet. We were expecting to see, see Wea on the field, and it turns out, it, you know, it would have been, like, a perfect opportunity just because there were so many things, bro. It was Tuesday. It was February. It was February 22nd. Not only was it February 22nd on Tuesday, but it also happens to be 2022. And Tim Wea's 22nd birthday, it literally was Tuesday for him. You know, like, I would have bought him tacos. Dude, honestly, that is completely right. And he didn't play. And he didn't play. play. And it's kind of weird just because, like... That's so, uh, like, wow, bummer. To be perfectly honest, I haven't looked into it as to why he didn't play. But he, as far as I know, he's he's healthy. Okay. So I don't know exactly what Perhaps it was a healthy scratch by the coach, maybe. But, I mean, all in all, like, I, I was watching the game somewhat and, uh... I don't know if he would have made too much of a difference. Well, himself, well let's get into the game a little bit. Chelsea scoring early with yeah, Kai Havertz in. And I don't usually watch Chelsea because I don't like Chelsea. But, uh, you know, but I, I, I happen to watch this Chelsea match. And, dude, Kai Havertz in the first eight minutes was banging at the door dude, to get that yeah. goal. He missed that first, like, that one kind of, like, 1v1. I think he gave it right to the keeper. Yeah. Right? And then not only that, he had another shot. Oh, he where he sky- Yeah, that's yeah. right. That was two. And then on number three, La he puts it away. On a header. On a header. It's Towering header. You know, I'm like, we see Havertz kind of finding himself in these sort of positions a lot, I feel. But think about it. But I was just going to say, is Havertz the new center forward well, for Chelsea? I think, I, I don't, I wouldn't say he's the new center forward only because we've seen this from him before. Uh, last season, mm-hmm. I know it wasn't his greatest. Obviously, we know we know the caliber and the quality that is Kai Havertz. We know what he's capable of, and we haven't seen that yet. It's unfortunate, but last season he still chipped in uh, with goals. Obviously, when he when he could, you know, when when Werner wasn't uh, able to really help out, which was a lot of yeah. last season. And, Werner and this was season, terrible. Man, he is terrible. Still. Yeah, and this season we've kind of seen like Havertz and, and Pulisic. Uh, and Werner kind of finding themselves in that slot, that center forward striker spot when um, when Lukaku's not available, uh, which has been a lot. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's we've seen this a lot from before from from Havertz. And to be honest, the way that the system, the way that Chelsea kind of play, I feel like that's kind of his best place, only because. I see him more as like a, a center attacking mid or an attacking mid more as a cent, the, uh, opposed to a center mid. Well, 
I always thought this about Havertz, seeing his size, um, his mm-hmm. position that he plays, his ability um, and his technique. Like, I think he is the uh-huh. ideal center forward. Oh, definitely. I agree. A Benzema-like player. Yeah, I agree. I think so, A Benzema-like too. player Benzema-like and player. a player that can not only play make but also finish on him mm. his own because that's what he was yeah. that's what everyone knew him for was the playmaking and obviously there was a lot of end product right right uh but at the end of the day i would say his biggest attributes were before were 100 percent the playmaking and not so much the uh the finishing mm-hmm. you know that's an added bonus that we but he love. but he is young and he could potentially get confidence from this and yeah yeah and maybe start scoring because mm-hmm. it ain't Lukaku bro dude it's not it ain't Lukaku to be perfectly honest and I, I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's a lot of what ifs and we don't know this, uh, to be honest but damn sorry for reference we're kind of here at High on Soccer we love all soccer so we're talking about the Champions League while we're watching the Conca Champions League right now we're watching Conca Comunicaciones versus or Colorado I should say at home versus Comunicaciones uh, number 44 Gamboa just got this like crazy uh, yellow card from Comunicaciones he grabs the the Colorado player by kind of like by the waist shoulder kind of thing he was and, cold bro yeah I don't blame him bro it's snowing <laughs> oh yeah I for can't a, believe there's people there watching the game for better reference there is a snowstorm happening at this game mm-hmm. but but he grabs him and he like <laughs> flings him afterwards like look yeah. at it, like they're showing, like he just like oh. grabs him by the face and throws him that like, potentially could have been a red I think so but we'll get, we'll get into the Conca Champions League since we're talking about Champions League today, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, but now going going back here uh, to Chelsea and Lukaku, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I really don't know. Uh, but it really, really seems like the relationship between Lukaku and Tuchel is more of like a professional relationship more than anything else. Uh, I don't really don't really feel like. Before the season started, there were questions or comments uh, regarding who who wanted Lukaku, and it seems like it wasn't Tuchel. From I early comments in the am now season. certain that it was not Tuchel. Not for sure, uh-huh. but it just feels like it. The it seems way... like it was a club purchase, and Tuchel uh-huh. was like, "Well, I because guess." Because if you look at what formation today mm-hmm. they're playing, they have wing backs. And they have Pulisic and Ziyech going out wherever they want with Havertz in the center being the link of play. Yeah, so that kind of works. In a way, it's kind of like they're kind of playing in an a la city way uh, with no, like, real, like, I guess, uh, straight up number nine. Mm -hmm. The thing is, like, I just feel like Lukaku... (sighs) I just don't, like... Lukaku's not happy. And the only time Lukaku... Lukaku mm-hmm. has never played well wherever he's not happy. Yeah, it shows. And, it shows. And, the and he th- does not like England. That no. much is clear. It's, dude, it's like, I really felt things were going to be different. But, yeah, it, you're, you're 100% correct. I agree with you. He doesn't play well if he's not happy. And it's, he just doesn't, he doesn't look happy. He doesn't look like mm-hmm. he's enjoying himself. Like, all nope. the stuff going on in the background between, like, the, with all his interview and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, I get it, you know, but I just feel like, I hope, in my opinion, I think he should go at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really a huge fan of him. I don't like the, the comments, whatever he apologized. I, I guess you could say I accept the apology. And, if you know, if he plays for us, I'm not mad. Mm-hmm. I think the guy's a good player. I mean, I've, I've been like 
backing Lukaku. I mean, you know that. Like, at the beginning of the season, I was like, dude, fuck yeah, he's good. Like, and we all kind of thought, like, oh, wow, like, there's this resurgence of Lukaku. Like, where was this? Like, I remember you were saying, where was this at United? And, like, damn. Like, I remember yeah. we were all sitting here in the summer, like, holy shit, if that transfer goes through. Like, if you go listen to, like, one of our first episodes, <laughs> I think we, we were really hyped. Like, dude, I, th- I, this was a big deal. He like, was supposed, it was supposed to be him, Kane, and Salah for Golden Boot. And it's yeah. just Salah. <laughs> there yeah. is no competition. You just give him the award right now. But, uh, true. but yeah, well, you know, I digress. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Well, bro, <laughs> forget Lukaku. Let's talk about Let's our just, boy, yeah. Christian Pulisic. Putting gets it away. On the Get score sheet. in, lad. Captain America. And he started this game, so could this be mm-hmm. Pulisic's way back into, like, Tuchel's plans? I feel like the biggest uh, enemy for Christian Pulisic getting into Tuchel's plans and I, I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but it's like legit been his injuries. Yeah. Because every time he finds himself in form, like so, I know it's not always like immediate, but look, right now, you could argue, look, he got a start, he got a goal in the Champions League, maybe he gets another start or comes off the bench and you know does something well this this weekend against uh, Liverpool mm-hmm. in the Carabao Cup, and you're starting to say, well, you know, which could, which I will say will most more than likely happen because we know. Christian Pulisic from lockdown against I think it was in the Carabao Cup I know Christian Pulisic went ham on Liverpool last time I don't know sure if you remember that game this was like the the first uh, I think Carabao Cup or FA Cup final after or during COVID I'm gonna say it bro it's Carabao Cup and Damn. I don't want Pulisic playing this game dude nah here's the thing wow what to say he, uh, I, I get what you're saying bro but look he's injuries bro you literally you literally know, just know, said it. I know, but the thing is, bro, we need him to get games. Because if we just, like, oh, I don't want to play because of this and that. The thing is, dude, Christian needs to find consistent rhythm. And if he doesn't play, like, consistently, he's not going to find that. So I could see him getting himself into form. Like, maybe this will get him to start in the cup final. And starting in a cup final, wherever it may be, it's a big thing, I, I feel. Mm-hmm. Especially as an American. Like, this is an opportunity for an, an American to, to wrap up another piece of silverware that hasn't been won by many Americans before. So, I don't know, man. I know I know you're not a huge fan of it, but bro, I mean, well, that's just because United got knocked out in like the first I, round. We will not mention United <laughs> on this podcast. Well, not right now, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that a little later. We'll get on that because we got to get into yeah. a little bit of the next game, which <laughs> is coming with some disappointment. For mm-hmm. us USMNT yes. fans, mm-hmm. Juventus versus Villarreal, wow. 1-1 draw. And, dude, for, before we get into um, McKinney, mm-hmm. Vlachovic. Seems like the real deal, bro. Great deal, looking like, by Juve. $75 million, I think... Um, at his age, how how old is he? He's like twenty one. Twenty one. The guy plays like he's twenty seven, dude. Yeah, like, he, he's he, a smart kid. He's a big. He's a big guy. Yeah, he's strong. He's fast, and he. You know what I like about him? He's not afraid, man. Yeah. He, I feel like he gets into. I think he's, he's Serbian, right? Yeah, Serbian. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Vidich mindset. <laughs> he's got that sort of like that, like you know, that grit yeah. to him. Yeah, like you said, like Vidic. He's got that sort of uh, mindset. So that's it's definitely crazy. And he gets on the score sheet and. 
Juve won one. You know, so it looked like in the beginning, you know, like they they had things taken had, care had things of. handled, you know. But then uh, later on in the game, in the second half, we do see, uh, unfortunately, a, a McKinney Dude. get tackled from behind, and, and it's like it's funny. <clears throat> I, I was watching that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at work, so I was like, I, and I was paying attention at that moment, and I was like, oh, interesting. And I, at first, I saw the replay. I'm like, it's not so bad. And then I saw mm-hmm. another take, and I saw that what happens is is that the VRL, I forgot who it was. I think it might have been Estupian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so his right leg, right? Is it no? He's lunging in, I think, with his left. And point is, his his uh, secondary leg, the one on the ground. That's the one that bends or breaks McKinney's ankle. So if you're watching the the footwear that's going into the tackle towards the ball, you miss the actual challenge. The challenge is actually with the set with the trailing leg. That's what hits McKinney's foot and drags it back. Because I, I mean I know a lot, a lot like the I feel like in the beginning the VRL players were like, dude, that was a ball. Like, because it did look like it might have mm-hmm. been ball. I was like, ooh, questionable call there. But but then I saw McKinney's reaction. I was like, dude, McKinney. McKinney's not a little bitch like that, you know. Like he, mm. that's not the type of player he is. He's a leader, and he's, I just don't see him like, especially like going down for that long. So I saw him like going, like you know, waving his hand, doing the little ah ah thing, and like I was like, damn, that does not look good. But yeah, you could see that in the in the replays. It's the trailing leg. That's what grabs or, or like hinges oh, onto his foot, and like kind of pulls and it back and just dude, into that, the ground. That takes McKinney out for like. What, potentially two, two months. months yeah that's dude, oh, minimum that is, at best it's looking like two months like yeah that is not the business like i know we're talking champions league and but okay like that's okay that's within deal. this week we we've had two moment we've had two uh like uh like the injuries to our like national team like we briefly spoke about Girena. You know, it sucks, but at the same time, we've kind of been playing without him, so I know we can manage. Now, McKinney, however, I don't know, dude. I feel like McKinney's been a huge, like, since he was back after the whole, you know, whatever, the COVID breach fiasco, which everyone's forgotten about, because it's honestly blown blown way over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, he, you know, he did what he had, he took his punishment, took it on the chin, and he showed up immediately the next game he was asked to. Mm-hmm. Uh and since then he's been like it's almost like he's like I don't know dude not not that he was super immature before but I guess you could say you could see that he was a, a little you could see the 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 young naiveness I I, I don't want to call mm-hmm. it naiveness but that whole like young younger mindset you know and I feel like after all of that he, he was like a little more different he's like okay you know like what I did yeah it was it wasn't bad it, it was bad okay mm-hmm. well, let's just say it wasn't the right thing to do you know uh, and I, I paid for it but I'm learning from it and I'm seeing that from him and so I think like this is going to be a huge blow because I think that McKinney in recent in recent time has also emerged onto or with the USMNT to be more of a leader as well mm. and we've had you know he's talks the engine about, man yeah he is he's 100% I think he is him him and I mean it's arguable you can say like the thing why I'm not also super super worried is because look McKinney's supposed to be our engine or our box to box right but who's our transition player it's Musa. Right. Musa's been the player coming down deep. And I think Kellen Acosta can play McKenney's role. I think he can play McKenney's role. He's not going to get up as high, I feel. Right. But I think he can play McKenney's role as well. And, you know, we also have Busio 
uh, who I, I'd love to see, but let's be honest, it's I don't see Busio getting the start. Not no. against Mexico, at least. No. Uh, I, I just don't see it. And that's not what I, I agree with. It's I, just what I think um, is going to happen. I'll put it this way. I'll give a shout to uh, De La Torre. Is yeah, De La Torre. De La Torre. Mm-hmm. But he's or, more of like in the final third. Right, but it's a... But he's I'm going to go with change my team completely. I think you might have to. And then yeah. you just have Musa hold back a little exactly. bit more. Well, not hold Musa. back. He'd not be the same back. guy. But be the same guy, have but... Kellen Acosta be in a midfield three. Okay, yeah. yeah. And have him be deeper. Well, the thing is, too, he that... he can do that. Just like, like, just like against Honduras. He's injured. Is he's it, coming back from injury. Nah, everybody. he played this weekend. Oh, did he? I think he, he made a substitute appearance this weekend. Okay. But there's a chance. I mean, that he might not play. Might, well, we'll see. As long as he's deeper. Yeah. Someone yeah. needs to stay deep. Anyways, we, we digress. Did, <laughs> we did it Because it's also really important that now McKinney's gone from mm-hmm. Juve, where we know Allegri, Max Allegri, has been saying he's so vital and Dude, vocal. Dude, he rates him. And that's this huge yeah. thing, because at the beginning of the season, it kind of seemed like Allegri He wanted was him like, out. Yeah, like... I want him out, but I know what he's worth. Right. So I want to serve him out. And, you know, it's like, but he's also kind of good. So well, it's he, kind of like if I can sell you. Yeah. He it's like, realized. if I can sell you, cool. But if I keep you, that's fine. You know? Like, it that's how I kind of felt that whole fiasco was. But anyways, so Chelsea go two up on Lil. They they have that going into the next leg. Uh, Villarreal, 1-1. One, one. They played at Villarreal, so... I my think Juve, Juve. My money's on Juve. My money's on Juve just because if they were able to scrap away a win at Villarreal, which we've seen in recent times isn't mm-hmm. isn't like, you know, just anyone. Or I mean they've always been relatively <laughs> relevant. But yeah. yeah, so that'll be interesting. I'm I'm glad Chelsea won two zero because uh <clears throat> what was your prediction? I remember your prediction. What was it? It was Lil through. Oh, that's right! Yeah, I dog. did choose Leo. You did choose Leo. They let me down. Yomaz well, isn't starting, bro. To be perfectly honest, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because there's still look. We're up two zero, but there's still another game. It's at Lil. And soccer so, is yeah, soccer. We don't know. Maybe they're wait, waiting for Wea and Jonathan David to connect us. Exactly. There, but we'll see what's up. And then around the world, since you know we mentioned it briefly, we had uh, Leon beating Guasta. Toya in the Conca Champions League to go through to the, uh, the Mexican team the, going on. That's great. And so they're currently in the round of 16. And then we also have this is now this is really sad. New England versus Cavalry. I'm not sure if you uh, guys are aware, uh, listeners, what happened here, but Cavalry is a, a Haitian team that ultimately ended up forfeiting their games because they weren't able to acquire uh, visas to enter the. Uh, the U.S. to play the Conca Champions League. Wow. So this is this is really shitty. Um, there's not much I think Conca Cap can really do. I'm not sure who this falls off on, but I mean, bummer. For it's the a team. huge bummer because, like, dude, you don't see this shit happening in in the in, in the UEFA in the yeah. Champions League. Like, I'm not sure how deeply connected politics are uh, into the soccer, like in Europe and here. And the, what's like, you know, how more it can influence it. But obviously we know there's a huge, huge um, influence in Europe. But so huge it, disappointment for the team. Yeah, it sucks, man. I think you get this opportunity and it just gets taken away from you as a player over some technicality. It's it's horrible. But it is what it is. We move, to be perfectly honest, we know who's going to win that game. Yeah. And, and now... We move to Wednesdays. Wednesday. Champions League games and 
Jorge, I'm going to start with uh, the primetime game today. All right. Benfica and Ajax. Honestly, <laughs> completely true. And you know what? I'm going to make fun of it because, honestly, Atletico Madrid and Manchester United end in a 1-1 draw. But mm. in no way was that deserved by Manchester United. So fill me in, fill me in on this one because I, I saw I, I saw this one briefly in passing. So okay. I did see a little bit, but not too, too much. From the beginning of the game, Atletico comes out strong, pressing really hard. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I saw that. That's constant free kicks, constant corners. Manchester United cannot do anything. And then Joe Felix comes in with a flying header, <laughs> hits the post, Felix. and goes in. At the seventh minute, and I'm thinking, dude, this, this guy's this, a legend. <laughs> of all guys, it's going to be Joe Felix, you know, with Cristiano in the house. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, dude, the XG was 1.59 for, for Atleti and 0.46 for United. Dude, I, I'm telling you, United salvaged a draw in where they did not deserve it again because they they bring on this kid, Elanga. Mm-hmm. A 19-year-old Swedish kid, I guess. <laughs> He's from Sweden. And we've been seeing a, a little, a good amount from him, too. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. Wow. So It is cool to see. A, Colorado a, got a second. Yes. Now that we weren't expecting that. They're playing a team from Guatemala in the snow, and that team is playing with a man down. I mean... Not very favorable conditions for them. Yeah, they're pretty done. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll cover it in a minute. A- anyway, uh, back. Man United, Alanga comes on, scores this goal on his first touch of the ball after coming on five minutes ago. Wow. And we get lucky. And he <laughs> saves us. 19 years old. This kid saves Man United in a Champions uh-huh. League game with Cristiano Ronaldo on the field back in Madrid Dude. at the Wanda Napolitano, Metropolitano. Like... Dang, and no this is like way. this is like Ronaldo's like like I mean how many times has Ronaldo come out and said I'm daddy here you know and now Dude, it's okay get like, this I was listening to the game on uh, I believe Univision uh-huh. so I was watching it in Spanish and um, the, the commentator mentioned that the original team I mean the original hotel that Man United was going to stay at Cristiano Ronaldo told them oh don't stay at this one stay at this one <laughs> and they changed their entire oh, itinerary wow. to that wow. hotel because of his recommendation. So That's why they tied. <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, dang, Ronaldo, like really? That, like, to really have that much, like, sort of, like, yeah. cool, like... You really just changed just the entire him. hotel just because? But all right, the, bro. The homies kick it, dude. You do you, bro. And Manchester United get a point, you know, get... You know, a tie. So now it's going to fall under Old Trafford, where historically, or not, where historically they've been good. But I mean, that'll be lately they're yeah. not. I mean, I could see, I could really see Ronaldo like firing up that day because, you know, I'll admit, dude, there's no one in the world that can deny that. Ronaldo, and we all know who my goat mm-hmm. is, but Ronaldo's Mr. Champions League. There's just no denying that. He yeah. is. Ronaldo's official. He's going to find a goal, man. Yeah, it's somehow. Cristiano Ronaldo Champions League. Yeah. That's that's his that's his full name, you know. So it's <laughs> I can see it possibly happening because I feel like Ronaldo. There's one trophy he wants to win with United out of all of them. It'd probably be. I think it's the Champions League Champions above League. all else, especially because mm-hmm. he wants his Jordan number six. I'm sure. Ooh, Imagine that would be kind of cool. That so let me ask cool. you though, how do you? What do you? What's 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 your feeling around like Ronaldo lately? Like, is it, Bro, is it the system? Is it Ragnick? Is it him? Look, man. I think it's the the system overall, but I definitely think Ronaldo yeah, is not helping the cause. 
because yeah, of who kinda, he is. I feel like they're playing him because it's like, oh, you got to put the shiny piece on top because right. it's Ronaldo, right? Just because it's like you can't pay all this money and have him on the bench. But, yep. I mean, he's occupying a spot that maybe another player maybe would be a little bit more useful within this system, at least. Well, yeah, in this system. But it's not even that. It's that Ronaldo needs a team to provide him the ball. Yeah. And this team can't even provide each other the ball That's at the true. moment. That's true. I mean, it's So Ronaldo it's looks even more irrelevant yeah. on the field. Uh, yeah, I, I 100% don't think like it's all... I, you can't put it all on him. Yeah, it's, it's a whole United thing. You I know? can't put it on Ronaldo. He... His effect on the team, I think, doesn't help. Yeah, because that's kinda, a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. a lot of eyes, a lot of, you know. It's very similar to what we saw in in Turin with uh, yeah, with but, Juve. This but this is Manchester like, yeah. United. This is his club, basically. We came back for, mm-hmm. and I just, I kind of, Jorge, I'll put it this way, man. I don't mind if he considers leaving this summer. I think it would be best for him. I don't think anyone wants his legacy to to be tainted this way. Like this is like where no. he how he finishes and, off. And you know? I don't even think it's that. I just think, well, it is that I don't want to taint his legacy. But we need to start the rebuild again. Like we need to rebuild a whole new system, yeah, a I whole agree. new idea, a whole new thing. And I guess it's Ragnick, and he's gonna choose an, a new manager, and potentially it's Pochettino, and I heard Ten Hag potentially could I saw get something into like that. that, and like I, I couldn't really look into it because I, it's like I opened up Instagram and I saw Ten Hag, and then yeah. it, I was starting to read the caption, but then you know how sometimes it just refreshes, like when you first open it, it did that to me, and I was like, fuck, I don't did, know where that page, I don't well, know what page posted that. Yeah, I it did exist because I did see it. Because I saw something. And there was dude. a rumor that he could mm-hmm. go to Man United, but what do you who, think? Like whomever it is, mm-hmm. I, I, to me, if it's Pochettino, great. If it's um, if it's Ten Hag, great. They have a idea that I they want to play. I think so. I think right? we we know that their coaches that can can implement. They have a plan. And, and above anything else, I need a manager with a plan. And Pochettino, and and Ten Hag are better with mm-hmm. guys with no egos yeah, or less of an ego. Rashford, you cannot have that ego. You have not earned anything. But I don't think Rashford has an ego, to be honest. I know. But, I feel like he's... what I'm being, saying yeah, is... Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's mm-hmm. not Neymar. It's not Messi. It's not Mbappe. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to deal with those guys. Nor Ronaldo. That's why yeah, I think yeah. Ronaldo needs to leave. And not because... I dislike it because I love it because he's back but mm-hmm. I would like them to win with him But and I don't want to see him like this I saw Kobe's career at the, towards the end of the uh, his career like for me and it was a bummer to watch him yeah, lose yeah I mean I don't so, know too much about basketball but I remember Lakers were kind of in the mud for a little while that's why and I don't want to see a great superstar like Cristiano Ronaldo go the same way yeah I feel you bro I just don't well I feel like we mentioned him, so we should move this way. But uh, going back to Eric Ten Hag and yeah. the other game. So we have Benfica <laughs> versus Ajax. Yeah. I, I don't know if Great this is... Great segue, bro. <laughs> Absolute class of a segue to change the game. But go for it, bro. I like it. <laughs> but you know how, like, uh, we... Uh, I, I, what, what are your thoughts? Did I kind of felt... To be honest, I was expecting a little more out of Ajax, and it looks like that should have been the case as 
this one of the goals for Benfica was scored by Haller, so it was. Hey man, he's goal. now scored eleven goals uh, in seven straight matches. The boy but, can't and then, miss. He said, and, "You know what? And today, a goal. T- own goal. today, right. just to make things special, I'm gonna score from both teams." He That's spiced how good it up, I am, dude. That's he how spiced fucking it up. The, good I am. Look, he Sebastian. spiced it up. Haller. Did they play in? Uh, uh, they played in Portugal. Okay, so yeah, he was like, "Let's say it's 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 like a, let me give you some hope before I take right. you home." And crush you. Okay, but like, I was also watching uh, mm-hmm. or listening to this game or parts of this game, also in Spanish, because I think the commentators are better. No offense, <laughs> <laughs> but because uh, they had more in- more more things, they were talking about these academies, dude. Like Benfica, yeah, and Ajax. If you look at them historically, are one of the best academies across history making talents that are world-class players i mean ajax we all we all know i mean barca is literally ajax 2.0 yeah that's the evolution yeah they're the evolution they're the next step yeah. of, of ajax uh so yeah i agree they they a lot of great players come out of these two clubs not just uh not just um ajax bernardo silva came out of benefica joe felix came out of benefica uh David Luiz, I know, got his start there in Europe yeah, with them as well. Tons of these players. Tons of good players. Benfica. I know they had... Uh, did they Portuguese have players. Cardoso, that Paraguay Ruben guy. Diaz. Ruben Diaz came out of there. Like they, They've had some good teams uh, or some good players come out. And, you know, we've also seen... Like, they have good players on their team right now. Like, they have Roman Yarmacek or whatever. Yeah, uh, the, the, so he scored it in the seventy second minute. He's yeah, he's he's pretty good. I think he's Ukrainian, Fred. Gorm- got, yeah, he is. Damn. Everyone's <laughs> like, we got Everton there as well. Vigo, dude. Grimaldo, Grimaldo Otamendi, and Vertonghen. dude. Adel Tarat, the, the streets, Tackers. The streets, don't forget, bro. We love you, bro. <laughs> we love you. We love you. I remember using this full with QPR. Cause you know how I always told you I do like my little career mode. Yeah. yeah. So I would do QPR career mode. Dude. To rock. I fucking baller, dude. Twenty. I didn't play 13. in the Premier League for my career mm-hmm. modes, but I had Milan, and oh, I always wanted to have like a really cool, cheap player. Adel Tarat, the Moroccan cam. Absolute skiller, dude. What a beast. baller, dude. At QPR, I believe it's like what I, I saw a recent statement from him. He felt like he was playing in his backyard, and it showed, dude. Yeah. When he was at QPR, oh man, dude. I, I, I don't forget. I'm like I'm thinking about just those blue iconic tempos. You know which ones I'm talking about? Like they were all blue, and mm-hmm. then they had like the um like like three lines in the back kind of thing on the heel. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him wearing those, dude, and like. 2013. 20, that's what I was going to say. 2012, 2013. Yeah, yeah man. Okay. See, uh, yeah. yeah, but going back to Benfica, I mean, you got Otamendi and Vertonghen on there. Everton. Like, this like, team. It's, it's not a weak team. This team has some, a lot of good mix of, uh, yeah. like, experience mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, talent right. all over the world. And and so does, uh, so does, so does the, so Ajax. Does Ajax, exactly. Ajax. So this is, like, a really, really, like, interesting, like, matchup. And uh, it can only, I guess, get better. So like, who do you think comes out of it, bro? I, I think, I really do think it's going to be um, Ajax. I think they have yeah. the better squad on paper. Mm-hmm. Like, on the starting 11 is, I would say, a step above. I mean, you got Halle, uh Anthony, dude. We know Your what boy, Edson Alvarez. Edson Alvarez. Come on, boy. And on top of that, we got Gravenberch. You know, Gravenberch. 
And then the the Anthony. defense. I would say their defense is kind of questionable, but Martinez and Taglifico aren't that bad. So. Whoa, Daily Blind played. He came off back. too. Daily yeah. Blind, I'll say, dude, he's had like a resurgence at, at a, Ajax. Ajax. Yeah, so yeah. I'm 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 happy for him, bro, because like he, I, I've always liked Dutch players. Uh, that was kind of like my my European national team when mm. I was younger because I total football you know like okay. I just my dad my dad was like dude you gotta know about Johan Cruyff in total football like watch, watch. your dad told you about Johan Cruyff I had to learn about him Johan after Cruyff, like yeah. when I learned about Barcelona <laughs> and then like learned about it like that's that's cool bro that's yeah, cool yeah dude I'm telling you dude, my, cool. my dad was like the first person dude my dad told me about Butrigueno and I didn't even remember about Butrigueno until I started playing uh, Ultimate Team again like in recently Damn. and then the icons cool. I was like holy shit my dad told me about you know this guy and Puskas and Di Stefano and like oh, I would also watch a lot of like ESPN stuff with my dad where they would talk about old stuff like mm. old shit so that's why I know some of that but yeah dude we had some uh, overall though some good magic ma- matchups here I think uh, I think Ajax takes it at home Ajax takes it at home yeah I think I'm gonna have to agree with you it's not gonna be an easy game to be no. honest I think Benfica will fight and if they somehow manage a win I, I mean good to would, them yeah and I wouldn't put I, it past them I really like these underdog clubs to make their way through the Dude, Champions right? League and, and it's be successful because mm-hmm. it shows that these kids are hungry. Yeah, you know, for the most part, uh-huh. they're younger players. Sometimes you know? I hate when they're like they when like you have Benfica and an Ajax meeting in the round of sixteen. But at the same time, I don't mind it because at least I know that one's gonna progress for sure. But it mm-hmm. sucks because one's out for sure too. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that wraps up the Champions, Champions League. League. And uh, uh, I know Jorge <laughs> wants to talk a little. <laughs> Quick hits here. Quick hits. Nah, I'm just kidding. We want to talk about this because guess what, Jorge? We just talked about this a few days ago on our podcast earlier this week on Around the World. Mm -hmm. And the Premier League is back once again. And bro, Liverpool are now three points away from Manchester City with a 6-0 beat down of poor Leeds United. I mean, they... You gotta feel for Leeds, because they they fought they fought tooth and nail at United. They did what they could, and then they just get just just battered. They were just shown that they are terrible. Was like you know the meme with the guy doing the little hand thingy, like oh where he's licking to, his chops. Yeah, he's about to eat. I feel like Liverpool like saw that game and then they were just like mm, mm, mm. time to get the goal differential up. I'm finna that's eat. literally what they thought. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, you got saw law on two pens. That's just not fair. Yeah. <laughs> I call collusion. Uh, and then Matip getting a goal, Nani on a brace. It's just like you know what, boys. Him and just, Salah are on a different level after the African Cup, I think. Like Salah, Salah's been like been this level, right? Right. But I feel like Mane going into the into the African Cup was gaining more momentum. Mm-hmm. Momentum. He, he did he's at an all time confidence. Yeah, I and then yeah, I would say that right now, yeah. dude. The boy's at the top. He's flying high. So he's got two goals to his name for today. You love to see it. I guess not really. Yeah. <laughs> Van Dyke finishing it off in the, the like it's like, dude. Yeah. Okay, look. So stop. They scored them. in the they scored in the fifteenth minute, right? Okay, yeah. Whatever. It's a PK. And then in the thirtieth minute, Matip pops up, gets a goal. Five minutes later, Salah gets a pen, and then it's you got nothing going on till the end of the second half, and that's when Mane's like, you know what? 
I could I could use a brace too. Yeah. He goes boom boom, and then Van Dyke's like, "Hey, Robbo, look at my name scoring," and then Van Dyke scored in the third minute. I after know, that. man. Like, you know what? I feel like they like uh, like Liverpool was like, "Dude, what about the meme yeah. with like the Simpson girl?" Uh, like, stop it! He's already dead. Yeah, <laughs> stop exactly. You. He's already dead, dude. That's how I feel in the ninety-third minute. Well, Van Dyke trying to pull a Harry Kane when yeah. it's just not needed. Know your place, bro. That also screwed me on fantasy. <laughs> I do not have Van Dyke. You do not. And speaking of Harry Kane, dude, after coming up super big, beating Manchester City, they lose to Burnley? Insane. And now quick, quickly, I do want to just briefly mention that this Conca Champions game is now going to PKs. It is going to PKs because they are tied on aggregate. So they're tied 1-1. which is really confusing because it looked like at one point Colorado scored three goals. I think did that. Oh no, I was thinking of the other match. Yeah, they scored a goal and it was pulled back for offsides. It's a huge deal because now they're going to PKs. There's no extra time in uh, in Coca Champions and Colorado just put the first one away. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated as this uh, progresses though. But Burnley. But Burnley, bro. <laughs> I mean, like you just beat the champions. Like you beat you you beat Daddy. Like you said, shut up. Like. Sit down. Mm-hmm. No, no. Harry Kane was like, "Hey, Pep, remember me?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> or he did like an interesting, full-on gesture. <laughs> anyway. So Kane is like, "Okay, I'm showing up. I'm doing my thing." Mm-hmm. He does his thing, dude. Right. And then now here we are, one-zero losing to Burnley, and let's look at the lineup. They started everyone. They, I mean, Eric Dyer back in the squad has, you know, he came back He's to horrible. the city. Dude, he, Eric Dyer has been integral for Spurs. Is hey. he a good defender, Jorge? Eric Just answer Dyer, me the question. The Eric Dyer is not a defender. So he's, he's terrible at defending. Well, no, I mean, okay, bro. Look, first of all, he had one of the better out of all the Spurs players. He was one of the the better players in the game. But Eric Dyer has actually been all really, right. really good for for Spurs. He's actually been one of the better players for Spurs. Not that Spurs are necessarily flying high, but in their dark times, he's been a bit of a bright spot. Uh, not so much for his technical ability, but it's more for like the physicality and the defending somewhat. I think uh, one thing this team needs is more transition players, and Conte has come out and said that before, that he doesn't have those sort of players that can carry the ball from the midfield. He's going to buy Musa. I'm calling you know, it right now. Here's the thing, bro. I, I don't know. Did you, see his, uh, did you see his statements today? I did not. So he came out and said it's a pretty, pretty strongly, like some pretty strong worded uh, or pretty heavy statement, I would say. He came out and said that he cannot uh, pretty much like handle losing anymore. He said, we've lost four games in a row. He's like, I don't know what more I can do. And he's kind of saying like this, I might be done too. Because he, he, what he mentioned, I'm not, and I'm paraphrasing obviously, but he says that the, the coaches have changed. I forgot what else he said changed. And, but basically, he's like, but the players haven't. And it's like, oh, players, coaches have changed, but the players haven't, and results haven't either. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, huh, okay. Kind of, that kind of puts things into perspective, which I think we've all, I think we all know the issue. The, the issue with Pochettino's squad is that he was never given the backing to rebuild no. or to add. Because how many windows did Tottenham go without making any signings? Like, two? But I that's think? why. That makes Conte. Mm-hmm. I think he puts the pressure on them. Like yeah. him saying that, like, 
like him saying he's like maybe it's me he's like maybe I think he even said it in his uh, his statement that maybe I'm not that good of a coach he's like I don't know he's like I just I can't keep doing Look, this I can't keep losing honestly I think what Conte is doing is setting it up for him to bail because mm-hmm. he either, thought yeah. he thinks he you know what I'm not gonna win anything in Spurs I'd rather leave like a chump anyway cause I'm gonna look like an even bigger chump if I try and if I keep even try but so. uh, you know what yeah I think you're right he's trying to set himself up for a rebound you he's know, like an alley-oop to just be like look when it's time to go it's easy to pack my bags because I said this in February yeah. and you know he said his piece and by by Mar- late March we'll April know. yeah we'll know <laughs> we'll know we'll know in like 3-4 weeks whether whether he's gonna yeah. stay on uh, board or not uh, which is you know honestly it's just look I'm not a Spurs fan I never will be I hate them but you kind of got a feel for them you know it's just like damn damn Colorado just missed got blocked a PK damn unbelievable this is huge so this is crazy because in the other game you know Montreal put a beat down I would say on Santos which is a huge deal well let's get into CONCACAF Champions League dude we just talked alright Prem yeah that's not oh, and Clint, just very quickly, I want to mention that, you know, Crystal Palace, Patrick Vieira doing his thing, 4-1, mm-hmm. Gallagher on the score sheet, and he also, I think, provided Saha with two of his assists, or at least one of them. Good so, Chelsea Loney. I we'll think, see what yeah, he does. We'll see, we'll see what, what he does, does with the first team. Hopefully, yeah. you know, it doesn't happen to him what happened with, like, RLC, and he gets, like, some injuries and stuff, so I like this kid a lot. Anyways, we move. So now, NYCFC, we'll start there. 4-0, they played Santos de Guapiles. I don't know where they're from, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> uh, but they went 4-0. They take it in 6 6-0 in aggregate. No no real surprise that New York is making it far right now in the Champions, Champions League. Champions of MLS. Like, they're, they're, they're pretty good. They got a really good squad. And they're carrying the form. Montreal played Santos, and uh, it ends up 3-0 this game. Uh, Santos had won it 1-0 at home. So, with 3-0 at home for Montreal, Montreal progressed with 3-1. And uh, currently, right now, we have Colorado and Dominica. And this is the, this is the definitive PKs. penalty, I think. Is this it? Ooh, so he He needs that. to score. Okay. Oh, okay. So, if Yarbrough stops this next one, yeah. then I know we keep going. No, because f- they blocked a Colorado. Yeah, but how many, like, have uh, what? Which one are we on? Oh, I'm actually not sure. We're literally well, watching the game live. We're on the fourth one now? So let's see. The fifth one. So this no, is the fourth. fourth. So Colorado just took their fourth. So they can still... Let's see if he misses this one. Because they have two PKs. So they have. So the, it's going to go down to the fifth. But if Colorado misses their fifth, it's over. And if Communication is put down, put it away all five, it's over. So... Colorado really wants to block this PK, or they really need this PK to be blocked because you're leaving it on the last one. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know Will what's going to happen. Will Yarbrough, the resident Mexican American? Let's see. We're doing this live on the podcast. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We're just like into this. Oh, I missed it. What did he say? 
Is that good or re- Oh, he missed it. He missed Holy it. shit. It was kind of hard to tell. He bombs it towards the upper left-hand corner and, and it moves the net. It looked like he went in the back of the net and then oh, out, but I guess oh, it hit man. the underside of the crossbar right back out. Well, yeah, ooh, everybody, ooh. because we're going to finish this incredible game, not on the podcast, ooh. we're going to sign off and we hope you see us next week yeah, we got more stuff for you week. we'll keep it going we'll mention this game and we love soccer see yeah. you everybody see you later skaters